0: Hey, it's time to walk you through Universal Studios, Florida, the only relevant movie studio theme park in Orlando. From the Bob Varley studio, this is the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. This is episode 21 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Whether you need round-trip transportation and tickets from Disney or a vacation package, visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, welcome to yet another episode of the Universal Edition of the Dis Unplugged. I am your host, Craig Williams, uh, along with Jenny Lynn... Uh, Nope, nope. I know we had this conversation last week. I still don't know it though. But there you are.
1: Hi, hi everybody. How you doing?
0: We'll figure it out sometime. Yeah. And then on my other side I have Ryan Rhino Cl- clavin clavin, clavin. Hey, yeah you did it. it yeah i still want to say clavin i, I or liked clavin, it when you said it in the old world accent that's my favorite i've ever <laughs> my name mispronounced it's fine well i'm glad i'm allowed to do it then yeah. <laughs> and then also at the table this week uh for the first time of the universal edition julie martin yeah we teased you last week and uh here you are
2: oh yes i'm such a teaser
0: yes <laughs> Something like that. And then, of course, back on the controls, producer and fixer of all things audio, Dustin West. I am here as well. Yeah. So, uh, of course, in just a couple minutes, we're going to get to the reason why we're all here doing a Universal 101. Uh, But before that, we've got some uh, housekeeping, corrections, omissions, questions, and then anything else that uh, we didn't want to wait for a while to really throw in. To the next show next week. So we're gonna do it here. Uh the first thing is contributors. We need contributors for uh the website writing original material, just like uh Pete's been putting out on the uh Disney World show that goes out every Tuesday live. Uh we also need people to help writing universal content, so uh it'll be in the show notes how you can sign up and then uh disunplug.com you'll be able to all find everything like that but yeah if you want to write original content and maybe get paid for it if it's featured then then uh we'd we'd appreciate all the help we can get with it definitely um it's never a bad thing uh and then i want to pull it out point out that uh julie wasn't here with us last week whenever we did the uh, cowfish review but she's also been to cowfish recently yes with kids
2: with kids yeah. My own kids by the way i didn't You're... steal anyone else's so. <laughs>
0: oh, <good>. i'm glad Do the park snatching people so uh just briefly talk about it how oh, was it with if, kids okay. did you um, listen to ours
2: yes i did i okay, actually good. watched the show good um because i wanted to see what you guys talked about and see how your rapport was together and i thought it was great so oh thank you um first let me just say there's one good meal and one bad meal so um They have a pretty good variety of things to choose from, but of course, my children are not super adventurous. So, Finley had the um, mac and cheese with apples and edamame. Those were her two choices for sides. And then Ferris had the ninja nuggets with apples and french fries, which is not surprising. Now, the french fries are those skinny little steak fries, like they have a steak and shake, which, okay, first of all, those are the bomb. I love those. Finley's mac and cheese was very good, I thought. And Ferris's ninja nuggets... They were like little ninja pebbles. They Aww. were so rock hard. Like, they had been totally overcooked just beyond... He ate them, or he tried to eat them. Here's
1: a question of great import. Were the french fries warm? Because yes. all of ours were
3: yeah. cold. I, twice I went, and really? they were cold. No, these yeah. were
2: nice and warm. Um, but our service was not so great. Yeah. Okay. Um, it took quite a while to get drinks, for her to come back and actually take our order, Um but she was nice. Is it because the <laughs> restaurant was busy or it was no? Just, it, was it was not, not busy. Day. It really day. wasn't busy.
0: Did you go for lunch or for dinner? Early dinner. Early dinner, okay.
2: Late lunch. So like in between. So we were there at a not yeah. like a hat, not right at lunch and not right at dinner time. We were right in between. So it was like around two.
0: Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I mean, that's good to hear. That it wasn't terrible for.
2: No, it really kids wasn't. If you get the mac and um, cheese? Yeah. I mean, they do have like some little sushi. Um, for choices for them like a California roll and stuff like that a peanut butter and jelly sushi roll which I thought was kind of cute they just use bread but still Um, I did have a buffaloes and bacon drink which that would take me back again I will go back just to have the drink (laughs) yeah
4: that drink was excellent it was so good yeah Um,
2: but yeah other than that I I was not like oh my god I have to go back there even like with my food Um, it was different it was interesting I liked it but I wasn't crazy about it what did the kids think
1: did um, they enjoy themselves? They loved
2: it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I, actually, I thought their meals were the best.
1: Because you walk in and it's got a, you know, a really cool vibe to it, but I would think of it more as a, an adult vibe. Yeah. So it's interesting to hear a, what a kid's response to that type of we atmosphere We take our kids is. everywhere, though.
2: Like Our kids go to fancy restaurants with us. They go to not-so-fancy restaurants. We go to McDonald's. So they're pros at eating out. Um, <laughs> I get compliments all the time from strangers. They walk past our table and go, oh, my God, your kids are so well-behaved. I'm like, thank you. At dinner.
0: <laughs> it's years of practice. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking them and uh and sharing that experience with us.
2: Yeah, it was awesome. And it. the little cowfish, the actual little cowfish yeah. that's in the bowl as you come up. He's so friendly. Or she. I'm not sure if it's a boy or girl, but like someone was taking photos of it and it was like posing. <laughs> oh yeah. Working the camera. It was so, so cute. But anyway. <laughs>
0: Wonderful. Uh, well, you also have a nice little uh, Mardi Gras treat for us. I, I guess do. is the way okay. to say it because Mardi Gras is coming up. Yes. We're going to so, celebrate well, it. Carnival
2: has actually already started. Okay. So that's the season leading up to Mardi Gras Day. Um, it started on King's Day, January 6th, which is also known as the Epiphany for people who are church going. Um, this is a word that means to show. And so Bethlehem was where the infant Jesus was, and that's where he showed himself to the world. So, as a symbol of the holy day, they put a tiny plastic baby inside the king cake.
4: Oh, that's, that's why there's the baby... a baby. <laughs>
1: okay. I had
2: to warn them beforehand that there was going to be a plastic baby. We receive the king cake from my in-laws every carnival season. It comes from Randazzo's. It's the Camellia City Bakery. Um, it's the best king cake on earth, in my opinion. In my opinion, totally counts because I'm from I'm the I'm least sure Canada. it's
3: going to be the best one I've ever had. So, so.
2: why <laughs> is the baby hidden in a cake? Okay, I'm going to tell you. So... <laughs> The king cake tradition, it, um, it originated in France. So maybe it's the French people. I don't know. But so they put the baby in there, and whoever gets the piece with the baby is king for the day, and you have to plan the next party and also like bring the next king cake for the season. I am
1: putting this all together as we speak. <laughs> now, King Day, is that in reference to... You the know the baby suit. Jesus being king, or yes, the okay
2: is. the baby oh. Jesus. Oh. January sixth okay. is king cake with the yeah. baby okay, inside. There you go. Yep. Yeah. It's it's all coming that's together. Why I like, okay, so a lot of people in Louisiana, and even I have done this. So once King's Day comes, that's when you can like you know do Christmas, and then you can decorate. If you have an artificial tree, decorate it purple, gold, and green, which are the colors of Mardi Gras. Um, purple means justice, green is faith, and gold is power. And so these colors were chosen to represent um, the jeweled crown that honored the wise men, the three kings that came to visit baby Jesus. Where were you three days ago? I just took my Christmas tree down yesterday. <laughs> I'm always and so, looking for an excuse. But to back in old days, when they didn't have these plastic babies, you guys could eat if you'd like. Okay, you that's what taste I, was it. No, yeah, I was waiting um. for. <laughs> yeah, the, I did
0: <laughs> the cue that we could eat this.
2: <laughs> well, eat up, guys. I brought them little individually wrapped pieces. I already cut it. Really? Just be careful because yeah, yeah. I know uh, one of you probably uh, has it.
4: <laughs> I, I will eat mine afterwards. <laughs> Craig is the king.
0: I got the baby. <laughs> He's the
4: king.
2: <laughs> Craig wow. is king for the day, everyone. I
0: am so excited.
2: It's a little tiny baby Jesus. To, it's a little that, baby fetus. <laughs> does that make us the three wise men?
0: I don't know about that. Well, there are all four
2: of you. Dustin has a piece too. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, I'll eat mine Dustin's after I'm
4: done <laughs> doing doing the job. So,
2: yeah. and it's considered a prize. So, but. Back in the old days, before these little neat plastic babies were being made in a factory somewhere, <laughs> um, they would use peas, beans, coins, or even, like, pecans.
1: So, Wait, so
2: I might oh. get rich if I eat this? So there's money in here? No. Oh. <laughs> and don't swallow it. We'll have to take you to the doctor. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so it's basically an oval-shaped um, cake. It's a cross between a coffee cake and a French pastry. Um I think it's the most delicious thing that you will ever put in your mouth, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> it's wonderful.
3: Uh, it it's,
0: is it's real. It's very good. relevant because <laughs> you can get the king cake during Mardi Gras at Universal. However, we got to compare and contrast. It's all, oh, oh, it's going to yeah. be I horrible. Have it. I can already say <laughs> it's flat out awful. But that's kind of like a lot of the the New Orleans style food that Universal tries to do during Mardi Gras. It's it's, it's very bad. It's not um, authentic. And obviously, I'm not from New Orleans, but you can just watch Corey walk by and laugh at it. Like, uh, yeah, they're they're trying their hardest. I can't, but. I, I can't wait to go with you so guys and like have. We this got the cake this experience.
2: this week on Monday, and I've already had like five pieces, so I didn't bring one for myself. <laughs> well, and I knew if so I all. waited until actual Mardi Gras, there would be no cake. So
0: I, I want you guys it. to
2: have a little bit to enjoy. And um, for those of you that want to try cake for yourself and maybe take a bite out of history kingcakes.com you can get a randazzo's king cake delivered to your home they bake them fresh and they send them that day so you get it within a day of the cake being made it's so fresh doesn't it still taste fresh oh yeah. i'm all Perfect. about this right now yeah i'm telling you, I you <laughs> they all put today. theirs to the side but i know I, I don't want
0: to do like that gross <laughs> chewing noise yeah. in the, the microphone to
2: completion. <laughs> that's why i was trying to keep <laughs> talking but so yeah
0: okay well thank you very much julie uh once again, it's, it's a really awesome cake. Can't wait to finish this up so I can uh, eat more of it. But <laughs> wanted to move on to some, some questions that we actually got through Twitter this week uh, by Joe Carey. Um, he asked two questions. First, he said, didn't Universal buy the movie theme park rights to Lord of the Rings? Because we kind of talked about that last week with rumors of what's coming up. Uh, I have never heard anything about that. Um I don't think you can just buy theme park rights to stuff. I think the studios have to actually say like, oh yeah, we're willing to let you do it. It's not just something that goes up for bidding war. I know like game rights, adaptation rights, those stuff happen, but I'm not sure about theme park rights. Uh, So if anyone else knows, let us know, but I would say that's a no. And then, The other thing he posted about was, isn't NBA City supposed to become a WWE Hall of Fame? I
1: have heard this rumor for at least a year now.
0: It's been more than, it's been about three years. Uh, And even that rumor was happening while the one wrestling show was being filmed there. Impact
1: Wrestling used to tape their live.
0: And they were waiting for, they said, oh, well, once that's done filming there, then it'll move on. And they'll make it a a WWE Hall of Fame. That never has happened yet. I don't know if it ever will happen. It but
1: should happen.
0: I could care less.
1: I could care a lot.
0: Wrestling's wrestling. Um, <laughs> and then finally, for corrections, uh, last week we inappropriately commented on Don Knotts' character in Three's Company saying he was Mr. Roper.
3: I course, lost sleep over this one. I'm not, yeah. I'm
0: not even kidding. Because <laughs> I love Three's Company and I love... Um, Oh, John
3: Ritter. So I was, like, real sad when
0: somebody posted yeah. that comment, and I was like, oh, no. Yeah, we made a mistake. Don Knotts, of course, was Mr. Furley. Norman Fell played Mr. Roper, um, and that was our bad. So we'll try Stand not to screw corrected. up anything else this week. But that's going to that's gonna do it for all the housekeeping and stuff, unless anything has anyone? No? Mm-hmm. no. Okay. Well, we're going to cut the buzz, because we don't have that on this show, and we're going to focus directly on Universal Studios Florida. Uh, You know, what it is, what we think about it, what we think you should go see while you're there and what you shouldn't miss. Um, But before we get too far into it, I wanted to briefly go over the history on the park. So it hasn't been around for forever. Uh, It actually started getting planned out in about 1982, developed by uh, MCA, who owned Universal at the same time. Uh, Of course, the tram tour was happening in Hollywood. That's been around... Oh, bless you. Oh,
1: I'm so sorry. That
0: was cute. Excuse me. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, they started working on it, and they broke ground in about 1986 for it. Uh, The whole reason why they wanted to build the park out here is because they didn't have that space in Hollywood. We've talked about it before, that it's built on the side of a mountain. So... It's really hard to navigate around there. They ra- kind of ran out of room. And a lot of the classic movies that they turned into attractions, like Jaws, King Kong, those were all part of the tram tour. So just very small snippets. Like even if you go out to this day mm-hmm. and see their tram tour and you get to the Jaws section, you get really excited about it. And then it's two sharks in the water. One goes past you. Yeah, and
4: it's- it, yeah none of that stuff is like a full-blown attraction or a ride. It's just a little scene within the tram ride.
1: That sounds so
3: sad.
4: Is did they now? um, I guess this isn't really relevant because we're talking about
3: the Florida one. But I'm just curious. Like, did when they opened in Hollywood, did they have other attractions that were full attractions, or was it all? I mean, was it just it's what that was? It
0: it's it's the the actual movie studio. So it's the working Universal Studios. Then they decided to add the tram tour as part of you know getting people to the studio to visit, and then eventually they started building the attractions like et and jurassic park and all that and turn it into a full-blown theme park in a movie studio okay so that's why this one was built to be a working movie studio slash theme park and that's what it still kind of is to this day even though they don't make really movies here anymore uh I straight think the to last DVD. one was the tooth fairy 2 starring larry the cable guy um ace ventura
3: three as well <laughs> i okay. believe yeah the, exactly uh, with
0: the little that little annoying kid <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if that kid
3: ever hears that. it's related <laughs> to you, Spencer? Whatever, Spencer Bredlin. Yeah, uh,
0: but anyways, uh, Universal Studios was able to open on June seventh, nineteen ninety. Disney's MGM Studios opened a year earlier in the same type of fashion, but the, the both parks had the same type of initial concept, in and they were working studios with theme park elements built in. I think Universal Studios actually had more of the theme park elements upon opening. Uh, From what I understand, when MGM opened up, it was very, very few actual attractions beyond Great Movie Ride. Then it had the full production tour and... Dustin, do you know a little bit more well, yeah. about that?
4: Well, I'm not sure about like the proportions of uh, what were attractions and what were on there, but uh, when you walk through the archway you know um, that goes into the animation courtyard, yeah. I mean, that was the signifying line between the theme park and the production studio, right. and that's how it used to be set up. Now it's all, of course, just the theme park. Um, so you would have the animation tour, and that's actually where you boarded the tram originally. Mm-hmm. It would take you through the back lot, through the residential. Street, and then there was a whole walking tour throughout, you know, all the sound stages. So it they set it up very much uh, to be a, a studio and yeah. separate the theme park out to a different area.
0: Yeah, well, uh, Universal opened up with a couple lands, I believe five or six. I don't know how to count off the top of my head, but it had the front lot entrance with production central, and then New York, San Francisco slash Amity, the Expo Center in Hollywood. They did have a tram tour that kind of went around. Uh, Production Central and it, it went throughout the park. It was a very short tram tour, from what I understand, but it kind of got that element into it and showed off some of the sound stages, uh, stuff that you don't really get to do anymore at this point. Um, and then, of course, one of the other studios that they had inside Universal Studios was actually Nickelodeon Studios. Uh, so, all of the people that are in there. Their mid twenties, I guess. I loved mid I, to late twenties. Yeah. They understand Nickelodeon Studios. I, they
3: had the geyser because it's not in this picture, but they used to have like the gak geyser was out there somewhere, and I would just like it was the coolest thing in the world where you're like waiting to go in there, and it erupt yeah. all the time.
4: I like, never visited this, but I'm mostly familiar. Uh, uh It would show up at the end credits of a lot of the. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the shows that were shot there
0: yeah and they did so much filming for it they did guts uh all that was filmed guts. the first two seasons there uh in like in the opening credits all of the scenes where they're in some type of urban setting that was all in new york hmm. so yeah nickelodeon studios was a huge part of universal of course now that's no longer uh mm-hmm. nuts no, no longer there now we get blue man group in the sharp aquos center but you can still kind of tell that it is that same old-fashioned Nickelodeon Studios, and it will rest in peace. They used to let for... you eat Gak there. It was the one place in the world I was allowed to eat it.
2: I really can't believe that Blue Man Group is still popular.
0: But, uh, but that's in the ignored City Walk section now. <laughs> Nickelodeon Studios was a part of Universal Studio Florida, and now it's no longer. It's weird they like, separated this
3: section of the park out. Like Most people yeah. look to expand, and it was weird when they like sliced
0: that part off. So. Well, interesting Man group we'll talk about that whenever we get to the city walk 101 but (laughs) anyways let's uh jump into universal as it is today for those of you who have never been or for those of you who are planning on going uh so it looks really different than whenever it obviously opened you can tell by just going and searching through old pictures uh and it's still got that nice grand entrance with the archway a little bit bigger than it used to be um, I think it has one of the grandest entrances of any theme park that's in in my opinion I don't know yeah well
4: it's it's one of the few theme parks that uh, calls you from the outside Disney waits till you get inside the gates to, to open up that um, entranceway this is like come on in guys right from Citywalk it's it's hmm. it's a, this
0: huge grand Thing that's on the outside. I didn't think of the about park. that. Yeah, yeah it is. Point. Yeah. It's a big weenie on the outside. Um, so now you walk in. Before you would walk in, get to. Front it's a real lot. word. It is. That's <laughs> I don't even know that expression. It's an what actual you
1: mean. term. It's a theme park term.
0: What, what was it again? Weenie. weenie. It's used to describe something that catches your attention. So like, like the, the Oscar
1: Mayer hot dogs rolling down the yeah, street. Yeah, yeah, that's all, all I can think of. Is that weenie? car that comes. Me too.
0: In the park. I thought about like, the big
1: like, giant weenie It's really actually a thing.
0: It's real. I believe you. I just. But
2: we both thought about
0: the it weenie. makes me over, giggle. Okay? I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's cut out the weenie talk. Uh, so you walk in the park, and you're hit straight into Production Central. So Production Central is essentially the the working part of the actual studio. Uh, that's where you can see all the sound stages without any facades covering it up. I mean, you'll have decorations here and there. They'll they'll plug uh, NBC shows that no one really cares about anymore, like Celebrity Apprentice. uh <laughs>
4: i've actually been watching we watch that,
3: that. <laughs> i was gonna say somebody else i was talking to too was watching that and i was like is that a thing like- let's scratch that from the record then
0: it has shows that people really care about <laughs> on nbc like celebrity apprentice and uh, so it, it kind of has that vibe so if you are in hollywood and you've ever seen an actual giant backlot that's that's what it actually looks like. They yeah. advertise their own shows on their own sound stages because a lot
4: of times you can see these sound stages from the highway or from the road. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And uh, so that's that's the general vibe for the entire area. So uh, the major attractions all around there are Despicable Me Minion Mayhem.
2: It's my favorite. I love that attraction. I. Seriously, my favorite.
0: What did it used to be? Before it used to Jimmy be Neutron. Jimmy Neutron's the I, Tomb yeah, Blast. I never
3: did that, but I the I original do like one was Hanna Barbera. Oh, okay, the, yeah. So
0: I've only experienced it as a Despicable Me. I was there. I went whenever it was Jimmy Neutron, but Jimmy Neutron to me was some Nickelodeon show that I had no longer cared about. Yeah. Yeah. at that point. It's post art, post art, post Rocco's Modern Life, yeah. and I'm out. So for people who don't know what Despicable Me is, it is a well, Despicable Me, it's a it's a universal if you don't know what studio's it is, you movie. Get out there and watch them yeah. both because they're awesome movies. They are. Like, yeah. Hilarious. But the attraction itself is a simulator. So you're kind of, it's not like that Star Tours type simulator. No. You're in, yeah. a, you're in a giant room and you can see every single car and you walk through. If you're all the way at the end, you walk through everyone else's car just to sit in yours. And then there's a big IMAX screen in front of you. And you're moving around, and this is uh this is all set during the first uh, anniversary of Gru adopting the uh, the girls, Margot and
2: Edith and Edith. Agnes. Oh, okay.
0: like, thank, <laughs> you. <laughs> thank <laughs> you for oh, stepping no. in. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I love a really them. Great ride. It is. Yeah. It's
1: actually a really family friendly. I ride. cried. I. You know what? The first time I was there for its opening, and it was. I was kind of astounded. I have not seen the Despicable Me movies, but... um, J.L. I I know. I've got so much to catch up on. poor children, wow. No, they have watched them. (laughs) My children have watched all of these things. I just haven't. But um, even with uh, saying that, riding the ride, I walked out of there with this like warm, fuzzy feeling Uh like, I love my family, and I want to be with my family after four minutes of being jostled around in a simulator, and I wasn't really sure how that experience happened, but it did. Um, My kids love this ride it is I feel like you do have to be a little bit careful if you are prone to motion sickness but um, it's just very fun and somewhat surprisingly emotional
3: I want to cue on on something you just said real quick about the motion sickness because I am super um, prone yeah that's, that's, well then you probably shouldn't go to Universal Studios. no 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 well, I, certain, I yeah. uh, Universal Studios is actually my favorite theme park in Orlando um, I like it better than Disney I would say well uh, Okay, that's a different discussion. But anyway. Um, <laughs> the just come out. What I love about Universal Studios is I, I have Dramamine specifically earmarked for Universal Studios. And I have a habit of getting there and forget. But at the first aid at CityWalk or the first day when you first walk into the park, any of the parks, they'll give it to you. It takes like 45 minutes. And I have never had an issue ever since I started doing that. So oh. I make sure to take it. And I usually get really sick. And I'm telling you – People always tell me they get sick on Forbidden Journey and stuff. I'm oh, never. I hate that ride. Yeah, but I, I did it before I went on Despicable Me, and I thought walking in, I was like, oh no, motion simulator. I'm gonna, you know, yeah. And I, I loved it. Like I, I enjoyed it. And so I would say, if you forgot, pick it up before you go. If you've forgotten it, they're they're really awesome at the first aid stand. Yeah. Well,
1: here. even if you uh, are prone to motion sickness, because I can be, um, you can still. This is one that's almost like you can. Uh, even do this one sort of drug free, you know. I mean, <laughs> <Excuse> me. <laughs> <laughs> germamine works, but it's, it's also it's not yeah. terrible. It, it's
0: like what you said. It's not On like a it's not super The, go, the wide space yeah. works yeah. real well. For you know me. what? I forgot though. I don't want to go any further with ignoring it. Uh, Rhino actually made a great video that oh. kind of <laughs> overviews the entire park. Uh, we oh, we completely. Cool completely ignored it to begin with but uh for those of you who haven't seen universal before this will be a nice little overlook at everything that's happening there so let's let's roll it for all those Thank people you. who are listening not watching uh you'll be able to find that on our youtube channel youtube.com slash wdwinfo or it'll be on our show notes on disunplug.com but no it was it was excellent so I think it was Thank a great overview of was the my, entire park. My first one for the day, so it was. Thank you. It was, you got a lot to live up to for your first one. Applause. So I actually, everyone, do go out and watch that if you were just listening, and if you were watching this on the video edition, watch it again. It's
4: fun. <laughs> uh,
0: one. So we just covered Despicable Me. Uh, we'll keep moving down the street. Next ride you'll get to is uh, Shrek 4D. I'm.
2: I'm not really. I have to be it. honest and say I've never done it.
0: Okay, I, I think I've done it once.
3: I I appreciated. I, I like when a ride ties in the story really well to the yeah. movie. So I like that it's like post first movie, but it's not like oh it's outdated because it's post first movie because it, it's a little story that only exists in this ride. Um, but well, that's nice. It's the chairs are so loud
0: when they move. It scares me a little. <clears throat> for me,
1: it was a you know do it once and then you're good.
0: Yeah, Shrek 4D mm-hmm. is a 3D show with 4D experiences. Uh, the entire floor is actually on a on a weird baseboard so it can all move around with the movements, but the movie itself, it takes place right after the first Shrek film, uh, whenever, after Shrek and Fiona get married. And, uh, it's actually on one of the DVD special features too. Mm. If you ever have a, uh, necessary need to watch it at home, but I don't know why you would, uh, overall it's, it's a good thing. It's a good way to kill a, uh, a midday where everything else is really busy in the park and, you need to find something to, to do, and it usually only has a 10- or 20-minute wait. So, I've never done it. Otherwise, yeah. Well, we'll all have to go do it. It'll be a fun outing. Yes. Okay, and then moving, moving right along, we will uh, go to next, one of the newest rides of Universal, and that's Transformers, the ride 3D. So it is a moving motion simulator later ride, very similar to uh, Spider-Man, and it's the exact same ride design and system. And... Uh, it's, it's really intense for people who don't really like motion simulators, but it's really state of the art technology. It was a big deal whenever Spider-Man came out and it's still a big deal to this day.
4: I still, I still... I mean, I love Spider-Man The Ride. Uh, I prefer Transformers just because I feel like the visual effects are a little bit more realistic. And the motion of it is much more intense. I, I, I really like Transformers. Oh, dang. I, I thought
2: Spider-Man was intense. Um, so I don't think I'll yeah. ever do Transformer unless I take Rhino's tip. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. Th- th- that, I was just going to say, that's a must-take Dramamine for me. Yeah. I see what you're talking about, Dustin. I have the same issue with, like, Simpsons versus Back to the Future, like, the real life thing in front of you versus, like, Spider-Man being, like, an animated ride. Um, I like Spider-Man just a little bit better because I feel like they use the, um, the like, walls and the sides of you a little bit, so it's a little more interactive with the props around you, whereas Transformers just, like, has to be, like, in your face. Uh, but it, it's still really, really cool to see, like, Optimus Prime being, like, three stories standing right in front of you.
1: It is. I was going to say that one of the things that I really appreciate about this ride is the, the characters... Come through! You've got a very short amount of time uh, and on an intense ride, and uh, you still get a really great sense of the different transformers and you know the roles that they play in the story.
0: Yeah, it's. It, I think it's definitely a must-see. Uh, even if you do get a little motion sick, take Dramamine. Definitely try it out at least once or twice, uh, unless you're Julie, and then just skip it. <laughs> but uh, also for thrills in Production Central, uh, the beacon almost of Universal Studios Florida, the Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket, that giant red roller coaster that you can see that is shaped.
1: (laughs) It strikes terror into the heart of anyone who is afraid of roller coasters. Yeah,
4: this is my favorite roller coaster.
1: It is the best. Anywhere.
4: Yeah. Well, I will say I was riding it uh, the other day and the music wasn't playing, Mm -hmm. and that made it not so much my favorite roller coaster. (laughs) I I feel like that really makes that roller coaster, and it is my favorite.
0: Yeah, so uh, the the biggest feature of Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket is that it starts off by you're going through the station, and then you take off, and you go straight uphill, Uh, 200 feet basically straight uphill, and then you fling down, and then you go through all the the fun parts of the ride. But the entire time this is happening, you also have a soundtrack of uh, either – popular or not so popular songs anymore different genres but you're essentially the whole point of the ride is you're making your own music video what
1: I think is so interesting about this ride is depending on the song that you pick you can have a completely different experience I've done it to uh, Black Eyed Peas you know pump it and it's a real you know you get your adrenaline going um, and then I've, I've I've done it to um, the Kermit the Frog somewhere uh, what's a, the Rainbow song Rainbow, Rainbow Connection. Connection completely oh. different experience
0: yeah, well, yeah,
4: that's it because
1: music changes how you feel about things. (laughs) Exactly, but you wouldn't think that it would be that effective, but it is.
0: But Rainbow Connection is the best song to choose, and that, of course, is part of a list of songs that you have to uh, specifically choose out. It's not in the standard list. Uh, We talked about that a long time ago on the Universal show, and on universal.wdwinfo.com, you can actually find a partial list of some of the special hidden songs Mm. for that ride, but it it scares me. Yeah. Uh, I've never I never do it. it, but it scares me.
3: It is not going to be the outdoor roller coaster that I do as part of my universal resolution. You're going to tell right, you that I'm that Dueling dragons.
0: Yeah. Uh, you're going to do it eventually. Yeah, um, I
2: watched the news story. I'm sorry. I what will happen is we will get stuck because I'm on the ride and we have to <laughs> climb down from this monstrous thing.
0: It happens on all rides at one point in time. You just don't hear about them most well, of the time because be they're on Splash inside. Flash mountain
2: like it was the last time a ride quit on me. So <laughs>
0: Uh, Right in front of Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket is also the Universal Music Plaza stage. Not an attraction. So much in itself is a stage for concerts. concert. So uh, Mannheim Steamroller will perform there. That's where all the Mardi Gras concerts are. Uh, So anytime they have a show that's going on, that is the main place for it. Uh, And uh, it's it's a big lawn area that you'll see families just sleeping on for some reason. Picnic area. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you wait for your... uh The people to get off for pride rocket i'm familiar with the lawn yeah (laughs) (laughs) wonderful and just so we are thorough about the areas uh dining in the area includes the universal studios classic monster cafe home of hamburgers and you know monsters (laughs) standard theme park fair and then bone chill in that little stand that's right out front of it where you actually see the monsters spinning around and that's got some pre-made frozen drinks stuff that's nasty and sugar-filled uh, shopping in the area, Universal Studios Store. That's the uh, the big store where you can get anything Universal you want that you didn't pick up in its respective area, the theme park, as well as on location, studio suites, it's a wrap, super silly stuff, which is the Despicable Me gift store, Supply Vault, which is... That's a weird way of saying Supply Vault. Uh, that is the Transformers gift shop and Shrek's Ye Old Souvenir Shop. If I have to explain what that is, then... Then there's something wrong with life itself. <laughs> but that does it for everything that's in Production Central. Any further thoughts on it? No.
3: Nope. No? I no. think we covered it. Okay. Up.
0: So we're going to move clockwise around the park. So the next place we would hit is New York. So New York is also still heavily sound staged because, well, they used it all the sound stages in there before in the past um, but then it's got that New York facade covering up the entire area so it's kind of considered like a working part of the backlot. you can go in there with cameras at any time and make it look like it's actually New York City and, and they do a pretty good job uh, with the architecture of the buildings and uh, Delancey Park and I, I think it's one of the most beautifully themed areas in there that's my opinion yeah yes, absolutely
1: I think one uh-huh. of the things that's really great about Universal that probably is understated is they are excellent at theming.
4: Yeah,
0: I
1: mean, we always talk about how Disney is good at theming, but really, Universal is pretty much on par in some sections.
0: Well, especially in this, in this New York section. I mean, Hollywood Studios also has their backlot area um, and their New York Street, but whenever you compare the, the actual theming and the architecture in it, I think universal wins. Steps I ahead. agree. Absolutely. I, I, there's actually
3: a, a, some video I took that didn't make it into the final video where I was just kind of wandering through the streets and what I love about that like we can see the square in the photo here a little mm-hmm. bit like it's behind that building that you see mm-hmm. you can right. like wander there's like an alley back there. Oh yeah. There's like there's two something. alleys and it's just Sorry. You're good. It is like just for me, like it's the, what I loved when I was a kid, and I love that aspect of being like here I am on the movie set, and I'm somewhere I'm not really there. You're, like it's just really
0: cool to explore. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful area of the park. Uh, major attractions, uh, the biggest one of that area, Revenge of the Mummy, awesome ride, right? mm-hmm. killed yeah. off Confrontation, but Confrontation might be coming back in a way at Islands of Adventure, but Revenge of the Mummy still, it, I think it's the best roller coaster. At. I actually
2: enjoy that
1: one. I wouldn't say best roller coaster, but it certainly is an amazing ride. It's got a really good balance between the elements of a roller coaster and yet that of a dark ride as well.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
3: I, I, I do love my indoor... Well, we're not calling it a roller coaster, but I, I love indoor rides because... Yeah. If something were to happen to me, I won't be able to see my own death. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, like that ride's just really cool. That's the one I always tell people. Where if they're like, "Oh, I don't do roller coasters," I'm like, "Well, it's not. It's not like upside down or whatever. It's like you're in a car and you
0: just go really fast. And it's just there's a lot there's of really cool in it stuff." Does, to yeah, see in I was there. just
1: gonna say it has some really cool
2: special effects yeah. in it as well.
0: Yeah, it's also, it's based on the Mummy franchise with Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weisz. And, and I
2: love the first Mummy movie.
0: Yeah, that's it's yeah. a good one. The rest not so much, but it's a it is a combination dark ride where it's moving slow on that roller coaster track, but then it has the ability to shoot off backwards, uh shoot you up a lift hill. It's all in the dark, some nice Sorry. black light effects. It, it's thrilling.
3: Um I would ride this one like more than once too in the ride. Like it's one I like to do again. Like start out earlier in the day because you know it's north t- toward the entrance. But I always try and hit it again yeah. when we
0: leave too. Well, something you probably won't do more than once. Twister, ride it out. No, that no. That killed off no. Ghostbusters spooktacular I way back when. I think no. that
2: Ghostbusters is way more relevant.
0: I do. Well, okay, they're I'm, making that new movie
3: again, so I'm. I'm, I'm hope my hope is they're going to Twister and the resurgence <laughs> of Ghostbusters. Yeah. Because I watched the the Ghostbusters video this morning, and because I, when I was a kid I was like, "Ghosts are real. This is amazing. Like this was my Power Rangers before Power Rangers, and like I was obsessed with it. And this was just the coolest area of the park to me.
0: But Twister write it out a walk through experience where you see how tornadoes can affect areas. You see cows it's fly across with, the room. Well, that's the, on the wires. big climax. It recreates oh, the uh, jail it recreates the <laughs> the drive-in I, sequence of twister and but the cows show up for some reason in that part even though they're not in the drive-in. Of
4: the
3: I never thought about um,
0: that. That's a good point. Yeah. But then they make a little tornado inside and it's loud, it's noisy. Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt hated each other while yeah. they're making it refused to be on camera together. It's awkward and hopefully it's going away soon.
3: I think the queue, though, as you wait, like, once you enter that building and you come in, like, because it, it's like you're in a house that has been wrecked by a tornado mm-hmm. and you're kind of, like, walking through it and so it's just really cool indoor-outdoor, like, feeling to it and it it's really awesome and when they use it for Halloween Horror Nights it's even, you know, yeah. even cooler but, like, you know, then you get to the final, you know, climactic scene and it's... And it's not it it climactic. Is. It is what it is.
0: Yeah, and then the only other attraction in New York... Which is a show is the Blues Brothers show. Uh, it's actors pretending to be the Blues Brothers from the famous Blues Brothers movie, um, not Blues Brothers two thousand, the original. And <laughs> there's uh, no John Goodman in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just it, no, nothing else needs to be said about that. But it, it's a fun show. Usually, it's one of those things that people won't sit out and wait for it, but they'll walk up at the last second once they hear them. And if you've ever been there and seen the blues brothers will drive their car all through the park to get to New York at an incredibly slow pace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I mean, well,
1: they know. can't drive fast.
0: <laughs> they can. <laughs> so people I, I, get run down. Like <laughs> implications here, Craig. Has anyone actually <laughs> sat and watched a show? I mean, I have. I yeah. I, I did because I had I, to, I yeah.
3: did the video, and I, I I have to say, actually, it was the one place in the park that I saw like i i feel like you don't really have to know blues brothers to like enjoy that experience because it was like those performers got down they were in the crowd that you you could see in the video if you watch it again that guy's high-fiving everybody the other one's running around and i when i was watching i was like this is just a really cool interaction for people on the area that i already love because it's already in that
0: new york street like strip there i
2: can add a reason why you guys love that place too Finnegan's.
0: Well, yeah, Finnegan's Uh, is right beside it. Uh, Probably (laughs) the best.
2: That's the reason I've seen the Blues
0: Brothers. (laughs) Well, it's the best actual inside bar in the entire area. I know Dustin and I have spent quite a bit of time in Finnegan's.
4: Well, just to, to point out, in Production Central and Hollywood, there's not too many like stands or carts where yeah, you can get point. drinks or beer, unless it's Hollywood uh, 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 Halloween Horror Nights. Well, yeah. it has no
3: atmosphere yeah. either
2: over there, whereas this yeah. bar, you have
3: yeah, It
1: atmosphere. definitely has atmosphere.
3: It, it feels like it, it's a bar in that place. Like That's yeah. what I think is really cool about it. Is like you just walk along and you, you kind of don't really expect there to be
0: working things inside of these right. facades. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, there's well, this is really awesome bar. It's, it is, it's, it's not great... just a bar, though. It's also it's a, a full-service restaurant, service restaurant uh, serving pub food but it's,
1: and it's not that bad. I've actually yeah. I've had the pub food. It's pretty good.
0: I'd say it's good. I mean, the only other on par
1: with pub
4: food.
0: Yeah, the only other dining choice you have is Louie's Italian restaurant which is bad pizza and spaghetti, but right in there. maybe they'll get it better at it. Uh and then there's also Ben and Jerry's we'll ice cream. Hope. And uh Starbucks, the only Starbucks Yay! in the park. And it's a fun Starbucks. I like that one. I like all Starbucks though. So. Yeah, me
2: too. <laughs>
3: uh
0: shopping in the area, Sahara Traders, the gift shop for the mummy
2: can i just say really yeah. quickly that i've never thought of universal as a place that i go to shop like when i go to disney i could buy everything
3: oh i just added a but note at the end of this where yeah, i was like i, I, like, I don't rarely go in the at shops universal.
2: at universal unless it's something my kids see that they like minions stuff like that." i think like we're that, gonna have but... to do
0: a shopping series
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it all out of these places
0: uh twister has a store the aftermath uh then there's also <laughs> a newish store from the past six months the film vault uh, it's just got a bunch of universal movie uh, merchandise uh, that used to be in the Delancey Street Preview Center that's now gone. Then they have a Christmas store in the area, too. See, I
2: did not even know
0: that. I think the Christmas store is new. It is oh, new yeah. as of November. They opened it right before Macy's started up there. So, uh, But that's all New York. Anything else to to say? Nope. No. No. Let's move on. It. Let's keep San going. San Francisco, which used to be San Francisco Amity, but, of course, Jaws is no longer there. Uh great ride just rest in peace jaws is still technically in san francisco hanging up as you can see if not look for the pictures later does com, and uh so san francisco is just kind of a sad area now it's a beautiful waterfront area mm-hmm. and they've got like the Ghirardelli sign and mm-hmm. right beside the the watchtower um but the only two things that they have in there is disaster which took over from earthquake Uh, So you still have that fun, big uh, subway scene that you had in Earthquake, but it's now a part of a Christopher Walken starring attraction.
3: I really like what they did with Disaster because they basically are like, well we know our rides getting dated a little bit. And instead of like, they're like, why don't we just have fun with it? And we'll make it kind of like you're in a B movie. So it's like intentionally supposed to be this like hokey, whatever movie. So it makes it a lot I was more in fun. The B I movie. feel like I was too. I was an evil scientist. I had to do this.
1: Were you, I was the person that had to, um, what did I do? I don't even remember. I came out from behind of a a,
4: a wall or something.
0: Yeah, so disaster, it is good because it actually shows how a movie can be made. You walk through the entire process. You get picked out of the crowd to be an extra if you're lucky. Uh, They need like seven or eight of all different ages and sexes. So good luck out there. And then you film some scenes for it and then... The big climactic scene where everyone's an extra is the subway scene where you pull in and then a subway car crashes. Things catch on fire. Water comes pouring down. That whole part came from the original Hollywood Studio Tram tour, and it's still in it over there. Um, Oh, I remember what I did. Oh, okay.
1: I was in a bin of balls. Oh,
0: you were the ball bin, Burl. Uh,
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the person (laughs) that I was. That's right. It just came back to me. Sorry. I must have blocked
0: it. I almost said a really bad word.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The video at the end of that ride is is really hilarious too. Like on the train, I, I think it's a shame that you can't like because if you were in it, you kind of want to take your phone out and record it. But but you're not allowed. They don't want
0: you know don't because to Dwayne so. the Rock Johnson is in it, and yeah, you can't tarnish his reputation. He's too expensive. Mother nature, way too expensive. Thank you. Uh, and then the other thing there is Beetlejuice's Graveyard Mashup, uh, which took over from Beetlejuice's Rock and Roll Graveyard Review last year, and then way way back when it originally it was The American Tale Theater. Oh. So doing a five will show, but uh, graveyard mashup. I we talked about it at one point way back when um, on so bad it's so good. This was not one of them. It's just a really awful show. That
1: was my question. I've never seen this show. Is it worthwhile? I know that they just redid it, too. No,
0: it's people who love this show absolutely eat it up. They will go every single time they're in the park. But essentially, it's Beetlejuice with the classic monsters, Wolfman, Frankenstein, and they're singing pop songs.
1: So basically, it's a cult following for this show. Is exactly. that what You're trying to tell me.
0: it's very cult following and you know during halloween horror nights rocky horror picture show goes in there another cult show um so i don't think it'll go away in the near future ever because it does have that following but i still think it's awful i'm just
4: starting to realize how much i haven't done at universal studios i've done pretty much everything at islands of adventure but at universal studios i'm realizing there's a lot i haven't done including beetlejuice but now that you're describing it well, maybe you should just do no, it. No, I've got to go
3: because I haven't seen it since I was a kid. So somebody's got to go with me. Oh, well.
1: Okay. I haven't I done it yet. I...
0: Everyone should do it once just to see it and then reserve your judgment for that. Uh, okay. Dining in the area includes uh, Lombard's, the signature seafood restaurant of Universal Studios, Florida, which we'll review eventually on the show. It looks like a well Captain D's. As... It's a pretty good. Uh, description <laughs> of it and then richter burger company which you can get burgers in a burger bar setting and no shopping in san francisco
3: unless Sorry. you count the caricature
0: that does not count uh but more importantly next on the list is Diagon Alley, uh, the wizarding yeah. world of harry potter uh All the angels which, sing. once again that that took jaws's destruction and amity but the wizarding world harry potter over at islands of adventure was so popular they had to find a way to bring it over Mm -hmm. to the studios. And it was the smartest area to put it in, uh, jaws was such a giant area but you could never really tell until they put Diagon Alley in and that place is just so massive you realize how much of a waste of a space well the jaws yeah. attraction was. was mostly
4: water I exactly mean, so I mean, that I takes was, up a lot
0: of space i was blown away by the like because i was
3: doing it by reference of jaws, the size of jaws but then yeah you get in there and that area is huge yeah. i'm like
0: So you start out front, and you see the London waterfront. It's got the the Piccadilly Circus-type vibe, King's Cross Station, uh, and then Grimold Place. That's all along that whole front section. And then you can cross through the walls into Diagon Alley. And then once you're there, that first road, you look straight down. Mm -hmm. That's Diagon Alley itself. If you cut off, once you walk all the way down the street, the perpendicular alley is Horizont Alley. And then (laughs) on the side, the big covered area, you have Carket Market. And then you can also go back into Nocturne Alley, and that's where the Dark Wizards hang out. Uh, Diagon Alley, we've always praised it. There's never. It's just
3: the most immersive theme park experience I have ever. Had in my life, like this is the bar that everything you. should it's be beautiful. measured at. It's
1: awe-inspiring, yeah. and I—I I mean, I'm a huge Disney fan, but there is no mistaking. You walk into that area, and I'm not sure that anything else like that yeah. exists in Orlando.
4: Again, I just have to reiterate. I've seen the actual Diagon Alley at in uh, Leavesden and in Warner Brothers in London, and this is even more detailed than the actual thing. Because I guess, p- because when you have to go up right up to it and touch it and yeah. feel it, it has to be even more detailed. So they did an amazing job on this. Yes.
2: You don't feel like you're in a theme park anymore. You kinda, no, you feel like yeah. you've been transported actually, like you went through the wall, you know, and yeah. are there. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> and Dustin made a comment just a second ago about he just realized
1: how much he hasn't done in Universal Studios. That's how I feel about Diagon Alley. And I've actually spent a decent amount of time in Diagon Alley, and yet there is still so much in it and about it. That I haven't I even an touched. Awesome tour guide.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. I don't like to toot my own horn, but no, <laughs> toot, toot. It, 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 yeah. I was lucky enough to see it during the preview, where no one else was in there, and actually take time to walk around and get all those details. It, I would say, you need at least. Three or four hours in the morning to really fully appreciate everything that Diagon Alley actually has to offer, including the signature attraction of it, Harry Potter and the Escape from Gringotts, which takes place in Gringotts Bank. And that is a combination simulator slash roller coaster ride. Uh, It takes place all during the seventh movie of Harry Potter, where they're trying to get into the uh, Gringotts Bank vault that Bellatrix Lestrange has to get her horcrux. Which I know two people in the room understand me, and the other two are. I was like, I'm like, yep. Are and mm-hmm. What are you saying? But.
4: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <What>?
0: <laughs> I'm like, I'm going there right now. I'm leaving. Goodbye. It's, it was one of the nerdiest sentences you've ever said. Uh, thank you. It's the only time, really, that Harry Potter has ever actually dated itself in the Wizarding World. Everything's meant to be timeless, but this specifically takes place during one specific time in the entire series. So. That's another nerd note for you. But it, overall, in terms of attractions, this it's literally on a roller coaster track. It's got one of the best opening yeah. sections of any ride. I don't want to spoil it. No, it. Oh, oh, my gosh. gosh. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not, not as big of a row. fan as you
2: guys, but I have seen most of the movies and I do know what the bank is. <laughs> so I they felt real. I, I don't know. I felt real.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a state of the art attraction. Uh, there's nothing else in the world like it. I it's not my favorite ride, but it's my second favorite at Universal so I don't, I don't is there what's anything else what's no. my first forbidden journey yeah. I was just gonna say, was say forbidden journey
3: I like forbidden Journey. Yeah. oh it does for me cause because, just cause it's like real mm. stuff oh but you said you don't like forbidden Journeys. So, I hate like,
2: the way it jerks you around and I eventually I just close my eyes cause I'm like when is it gonna be over I do
3: get legitimately scared every time on that ride I don't know if I have some sort of like mental break but like when I'm there I sometimes think that dragon is gonna snatch my leg and then like the dementors are really gonna get right up on me and kiss my face and uh, <laughs> I don't know I, I am I like become a Five year old, every time I'm on that ride, which is kind of cool too, but then I get to this point where I'm like, I'm gonna have a
0: panic attack. Gringotts, you don't have to worry about that because it's all on projection screens for the most part, but it is everything around you except for what's under you is completely themed, so it doesn't matter where you look at any point in time, it they took care of the
3: queue is like
4: phenomenal too, like that it's just walking through the movie even more. It has been described as. You know, the uh, visual elements of Transformers and Spider-Man and then the ride
0: component of a roller coaster, like the mummy or something. Exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah. It's the best way to describe it. Uh, the other attraction in the area is technically Hogwarts Express. I mean, that's a mode I of transportation, it. but it is an attraction in itself. And it's just that nice, simple train ride that goes back and forth from both Wizarding World of Harry Potter's. But inside all your actual cabin cars you have projection screens which play out parts of the movies and well not really no, parts they show of the movies where but, you're going i mean yeah. you,
2: you see the view outside the train
3: yeah and what's cool to note about that too is like when you come well i'll say when we come back since we're talking about the universal yeah. the studio side is um like you'll see the night bus weaving through the streets of London mm-hmm. and it stops in this one place. So it's supposed to be like everything is in relation to, to- where you actually are. Because when you go to Islands of Adventure, the blue car crashes up where the queue, where it is oh, yeah. in the queue for um
0: the Dueling, Dueling Dragons. Dragons. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So Dragon I Challenge. I think that's really, I think that's really cool. Oh, yeah, quick. I'm sorry. A quick Excuse note though,
2: you have to have a park-to-park ticket in order to ride this train. Yeah, perfect.
0: I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, other things in the area to see: Celestina Warbeck and the Banshees. That's the the singing group with the the, the frogs
2: the... that wear blue. No, Not they the wear frogs. blue. That,
0: we're in Diagon like, Alley. Like the Okay, they
2: were they were. In, yeah, yeah, I saw
0: exactly. That. <laughs> uh, Tales of Beetle the Bard. They have the two shows: The Tales of the Three Brothers and Fountain of Fair Fortune. Uh, both puppetry shows amazing yeah. some of the some of the best entertainment you will find anywhere in orlando in the theme parks if not the best i, mean, I, I are, thought it
3: was going to be blah and like i was like found myself hooked i didn't want to leave the whole time i did and watch it they're
0: like, extremely talented performers they know what they're doing um and then of course you can take your picture in front of the night bus and the conductor of the night bus is usually out there and there's also an ollivander's experience like there is in hogsmeade except it's the real Ollivanders this time because it's in Diagon Alley. there's
1: also the interactive wand experience that you can do yep. in Diagon Alley. so you can buy a wand in Ale- Ollivanders that has an rfid chip in it am i right mm-hmm. and um that will engage you with the surroundings that will cause things to happen as you're walking through the land
3: and they've oh. extended that into the other park now, too. So that one is they have for both parks, yeah.
0: you know. it's incredible. Um, there's a lot of dining and shopping in the area, so I'll just kind of go through really quick. Uh, Leaky Cauldron, Florian Fortescue's Ice Cream Parlor, Fountain of Fair Fortune, The Hopping Pot, Eternals, Elixir of Refreshment, London Snack Stand, and then the shopping is Quality Quidditch Supplies, Weasley's Wizard Wheezes, Madame Malkin's Robes for All Occasions, Ollivander's. Morgan and Burks, Magical Menagerie, Widesaker's Wizarding Equipment, Scribulous, Gringotts Money Exchange, Shutter Buttons, and Wands by Grigorovich. And we're not really talking about them because that would be a show in itself. <laughs> yeah. Correct. And eventually we'll do that. But right now, let's uh, let's move on to the other areas of the park because the next area is quite possibly the best World Expo. Because it has the signature attraction Fear Factor Live.
3: <laughs> <laughs> i don't this is a, i've never seen this i've never been interested in seeing this don't don't know, there was a time where i was like maybe i'll try out for it but i don't know i don't care and I, I feel like that's a negative thing to say but that's such a big piece of land something else
4: something more engaging i was doing. in the park the other day and i saw a guy walking around with a fear factor live champion t-shirt <laughs> i guess that's what they give away <laughs> yeah and he looks so proud of himself <laughs> uh, the i only- hated
2: the show when it was on why would i want to go watch it live
0: I know. And you don't even have Joe Rogan, the best part of the show. (laughs) Yeah, right. But I mean, the only reason that theater is still there is because Bill and Ted every year for Halloween Horror Nights. That's just flat out the only reason. It's it's only open seasonally because of that. It's a, a waste of space, but it's better than having nothing there, I guess. Sucks in crowds. Um, World Expo is kind of the mutt though of all the areas of the park. It's where you put something if you don't know where it should go. So like Disney's Hollywood Studios. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> so there you as you have Men in Black Alien Attack too, which that kind of fits in with World Expo though, because the whole facade is kind of a World Expo building from oh, the 64-65's yeah. World Fair.
1: I love the look of that attraction. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And it's a fun shooting simulator type game well not a simulator but you're on a spinning cart uh that you don't get to control it controls itself but Mm -hmm. you're shooting at aliens will smith's in it
1: It, it's a really enjoyable game that's definitely a repeat attraction
0: it's my favorite like laser tag oriented like thing like i like it better than the buzz light ear thing
1: i agree i enjoy this one better than the
0: buzz however there's no targets so sometimes you'll just shoot the aliens at random you won't get points get kind of ticked off about it but that's there's not a lot of rhyme or reason to it. It's It's actually one of the few rides that makes me feel ill and sick when it spins yeah. at the end. And there is some intense spinning, especially if the other team yeah. shoots your little red target I on the I always prep my car where I'm like, don't let it happen or you're dead <laughs> to me. <laughs> but it, it's a really fun ride. Uh, also in that area, of course, it's Springfield, USA. Which is home to the Simpsons Ride.
1: Another fantastic area in the park.
0: Yeah, I mean, Very well done. It should be a land in itself at this point. It's it's grown to that size where it shouldn't be a part of World Expo anymore. Uh, The Simpsons Ride's there, it took over Back to the Future which I think you're the only person who experienced that. Yeah.
3: I, well, okay. So just real quick about that is, uh, I only remember like the back to the future building just being this building too. So it wasn't really themed anything. You just go in, you ride it. I liked the back to the future ride better because it was live action in front of you. And, um, versus like the Simpsons being, you're watching an animated thing. So there's like a mental disconnect for me while I'm doing it. So I, I literally know I'm in a car being flopped around. Whereas before I was like in the DeLorean and I'm in a Tyrannosaurus's mouth or something like that. but, um, but what they've done, like what Jay was saying, what they've done with that area is mm-hmm. amazing. And this has become one of my only two places in the park I like to eat and drink. It's that and Diagon Alley. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, right. I would say I like the area for just for the atmosphere. I'm not actually a fan of the Simpsons ride. I do get mm-hmm. sick on yeah. this ride. Because
0: it is a simulator. It's similar to all their other simulators in a Big Giant Room. This one's on tiered levels. And it's got one of the biggest IMAX screens you'll see. And it goes into Land. And you're the first people to test ride this new park ride as they're trying to kill you.
1: Yeah, I feel like the concept of the ride does work better for a Back to the Future type thing. But the Simpsons area is done yeah. very well. And I will have
3: to say the ride is actually, like if you're a Simpsons fan, it's really funny. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's worth like trying to stomach it maybe, maybe save it for the last thing
0: and, and do it. Just
2: yeah, so because you want work. to leave feeling sick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, if you also don't like spinning, then you won't like the newest ride in that area. Kang and Kodas is twirl and hurl. Which is much so more dinosaur, intense than what it it's is. It's the alien ride. That's the, yeah, it's an alien spinning ride. It's uh, just like Dumbo. It's it's the Dumbo type ride, except they have an interactive element where if you're on the right level, you can hit targets as you go around, and and it's you know it's a nice little filler ride. Mm-hmm. But also the biggest part of Springfield is the dining area that they have, Fast Food Food Boulevard, which includes Krusty Burger, Cletus's Chicken Shack. Frying Dutchman, Luigi's Pizza, Lisa's Tea House of Horrors, Flaming Moe's. Uh, that's all in one food court area. And then that's connected to Moe's Tavern, which you can go get Duff beer there, which is probably the best part of it. Or you can get it at Duff Gardens right it's outside. An exclusive brew to Universal nice. Studios and local, too, which Exactly, I, I appreciate. Made at Florida Brewing Company, I believe. It's really good beer. Yeah. yeah. And then they also have Lard Lad Donuts. So that's where you get your giant pink donut that... Is popping up all over Disney World now for some reason. Mm. And uh, my favorite part of that area for food Bumblebee Man's taco truck. Mm. Really fresh, good tacos, which is surprising for a theme park. But then shopping, you got MIB gear at the end of MIB, and the Quickie Mart has (laughs) some of the uh, Simpsons related merchandise, which is is fun. A lot of fun stuff in there, yeah. So moving on, Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone, the exclusive kids area to universal studios florida um it was the first real expansion that ever happened at universal Uh, before it was you could have found the bates motel set there as well as the bates mansion Um, it creeps me
2: out that that's where barney is
0: yeah (laughs) and that's where the original hard rock cafe was way back when but
2: they've
1: kept the creep factor yeah,
0: this well, this area is slightly creepy and it's just I
2: old. I was going to um, say, I'm, I'm looking forward I to hearing what my you kids have to say. And like there are things that need to be repainted or replaced because they're broken. Like things will be like roped off. Don't go this way. The ball pit is like not in use anymore. where There used to be this ball pit there, which in my opinion is a little bit gross for a theme park anyway. Yeah, the There's germ pit. A Whoa. Conjunctivitis
3: in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: but um, like the water area is cool when it's summer or when it's yeah. hot out. Um, I don't let my kids do that now.
0: So the biggest part of that whole area in terms of size is animal actors on location. So that's a animal show where they take household pets and they make them perform. And after they they buy their time, like the Disney horses do, eventually they get they get adopted by people all around the Orlando area. So anyone seen the show? Nope. No, in
1: fact, I mean that's what my I guess my question to Julie is my kids are a little bit older. They're always like, Thanks, but no thanks, Mom. We walk past it. Is this
2: Yeah, vegetable. even
1: I was gonna say, is this area <laughs> I don't know about actually, the show, but
2: the area is, definitely is not for your kids.
1: No, but I'm asking for yours, is it uh, relevant for children at all?
2: Well, my kids don't know who these people are, like Woody Woodpecker or Curious George. Um They might know Curious George a little bit, but yeah. Most of like five old. that's from when well, I was a kid.
0: Everyone knows animal though. So yeah. go see Animal Actors. I'm not sure. Maybe we
2: have. I'm not sure. They
0: have a similar version in SeaWorld, too.
2: Oh, that's what I saw. Kind of like
0: that. Yeah, most people go to it there, not here. But then they have Day in the Park with Barney. My resolution for yeah. 2015. I've seen it. It's great. It. Okay, sarcasm. <laughs> uh, we talked about the one play area. Curious George goes to town. It's a mixture of water elements, and then there's the ball pit in the back. That mm-hmm. if you want to take out frustration and anger on kids, you can shoot them with balls. <laughs> um, really, Good really fun. I guess. Uh, curious. Uh, we already talked about that. Woody Woodpecker's Nut House Coaster. A uh, small little barnstormer-style family coaster. Yeah. good A good first ride mm-hmm. for your That's kid. what
1: we'll do with you first, that. That, that can be my first that, ride My kids that. That'll be your roller first roller coaster. coaster. <laughs>
0: yeah, and Woody Woodpecker is the official icon of Universal Studios, so... I love him. That's why he's relevant back there.
1: That's a little bit of trivia I did not Wait, know. Wait, of
0: Universal trivia. Studios, period? Yep. Oh, is that why he meet and greets at the front of the park? Yes. That's exactly right. Hmm. Uh, Fiveville's Playland from an American Tale. In an American Tale, Five goes west. It's on the Fiveville goes west version, and there's a, a little water slide that kids can go on. And as I believe Jenny Lynn described, a place where you can just get wet. Or that might have been Rhino. That was, that right. was me. Yeah, it's, it's
3: a, yeah. Get your kid the most wet you possibly can in a dry theme park, so you have to buy them
0: new clothes.
1: Did we mention That's the ET ride?
0: That that was last but not um, least because not that is least it's the best That's ride. That's the best ride.
1: Yes, exactly. It's one
0: of the Oh, a few remaining attractions that were there on opening day, and wow. it's it's a classic dark ride that Steven Spielberg made that makes it look like you're going from some crazy 80s acid trip to yes. the Green Planet with E.T. <laughs> All
1: right. And somehow it's still awesome. All
0: right. I, I, I love that it's E.T. I love the nostalgia
4: of it, but man, it is a freaky ride. It's a <laughs> weird, weird acid trip ride that doesn't make any sense according to the movie. It's so <laughs>
3: Welcome bizarre. Welcome home. Welcome <laughs> home. And you're like, what just Well, I think that it's really corner? neat
2: that you get to see where E.T. came from because in the movie you don't get to see. All we know is that he likes friggin' plants.
0: <laughs> and you have to get E.T. back there so he can save it and they can That's all right. congratulate. And then at the end E.T. personally thanks you. For helping save the green he doesn't planet, he does do that. No, actually... he does. Oh, does he? They, does it again. They finally updated it oh, with brand new names. So now, if your name's Tina, they'll actually have it. Oh, cool. or Ferris. The, the, well, they, they spent better. a lot That's of time putting in That's awesome, very diverse names, but then missed out on a lot of just basic names. So now it's a it's a bigger library, and it's one of the coolest aspects of any ride. Have a post uh,
3: ET now with the name
0: Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then after you get out of the ride, you can go into E.T.'s toy closet while they force you to. That's the (laughs) gift shop for it. And there's really fun photo ops there where you can get into the closet with E.T. And I know that sounds awful, but (laughs) it's it's the truth. And then you can also sit on the E.T. bike and, uh, Sit on E.T.'s lap. Come on.
2: <laughs> no, E.T.'s in the basket. <laughs> He's in
0: the basket. And then they also have Spongebob Store Pants, which is a Spongebob-related shop. And you can meet Spongebob and Patrick and Squidward in there. And then the only other shopping you'll find back there is the Barney store, which I feel like it's the Barney show. It's A lot of people just don't care. Uh, dining, the Kids' Own Pizza Company. I doubt many people actually eat the pizza there. But... For each their own, oh. or whatever that expression is. So that kind of leads us to our last area of the park, Hollywood. Oh, man. Which is, I know, last but not least, once again, like E.T., it's very similar to New York in terms of theming. I mean, it's beautifully themed. It's set around the 30s, 40s, 50s area of Hollywood. Uh, and it's just really classic, but it's still got those modern twists. And by modern twists, I mean Terminator 2 3D. And modern. by modern, I mean that's not really modern anymore. <laughs> it was very modern the in 1996. A 25 attraction is cutting edge okay. in my book. <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost a 20. But Terminator 2 3D is a James Cameron-directed 3D movie based on the Terminator 2 movie. But Fun
3: fact here. It actually used to be the most expensive uh, film ever shot minute per dollar. Wow. Something like that. It costs like millions and millions of dollars. It's like ten minutes long, so like each minute of it costs like
0: a couple million dollars to shoot. But something. it's intense, and there's still a lot of cool 3D effects it shows, in yeah. it. And then they also have live actors mm-hmm. in there portraying parts of it. It's it's kind of a neat show, even if you don't like Terminator. Even though it's not super relevant anymore, it's not yet, not yet. Once the new movies come out again, but. Uh, other attractions in the area, Universal's horror makeup show. Probably my favorite show of any theme show. I do enjoy show. the show too, yeah. It's funny.
3: It I like it's funny and I feel like it caters to like a mature like it's somebody like who's over 18 can enjoy it. Like yeah. I'm not saying they're like nasty or anything but it's just I was surprised more
2: how, adult uh, humor.
0: Yeah,
3: exactly, yeah.
0: And they try to show you how Certain effects are put into actual horror movies to help you be a little less scared. And there's some funny twists, and a lot of it's bad humor from really cheesy people that aren't amazing, but it's all in good fun. Yeah. Like everything else. Fun, fun, fun. The final, (laughs) final attraction to go over Lucy a tribute. The greatest room ever with Lucy artifacts I, in it I, I didn't know this was an attraction
3: to be honest until you listed it here i thought it was just like a this looks like a shop yeah i thought it was a shop
2: like, you can't buy anything a... in there <laughs> yeah, I, I was those was like, lucy oh, artifacts cool. are not for sale it,
0: it does lead into the silver screen collectible shop yeah it's uh, right there at the end so that's uh, why oh, yeah, you kind of yeah. get oh, that whole vibe okay. yeah. um yeah and, it's
4: it's like it's like a, a little version of like one man's dream or something little glass mm-hmm. enclosures
0: and exactly stuff like that. it's a great for lucy fans oh yeah
4: well, my, my, just briefly, my favorite part of that is they have a little diorama of how the television yeah. set uh, oh. was constructed and how the audience would see the uh, the rotating yeah. sets and stuff. It's oh, really that's neat. really cool. Yeah, it's to check that out. It's
0: worth it just yeah, for that like part. That. Yeah, and the trivia game that's in there that's on dead computers at this point. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's awful. But uh, the other shops in the area, Cyber Image, and that's got a lot of uh, like that's at the end of horror makeup show and Terminator, and it's got a lot of Doctor Who and. Walking Dead, more modern That's where the Doctor story. Who merchandise is. I knew yeah. I saw it somewhere. And then they have the Brown Derby Hat Shop, which is a hat shop. Uh, but dining in the area, they've got a, a lot of stuff to offer, actually, including Mel's Drive-In. Uh, it's, it's it's really a, just an awesome building to look at <laughs> yeah. if you're not even going in for the burgers and yeah. fries.
3: And I actually took one of, like, my favorite pictures I've ever taken outside of here. Like, if you sit outside at the tables, like, where those cars are at in that picture, um, as, like, the sun is setting and you look down the Hollywood Street, it's just beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Well, that
1: whole area in general um, is one of my favorite places to walk through in the park. I don't feel like the attractions are very enticing. In fact, I've never done a single one of them in this area just because there hasn't been much of an interest on my part. But just walking around through it is a great experience. Yeah.
0: And then you can also go to uh, Beverly Hills Boulangerie that's got some cheesecake, other desserts. Mm-hmm. Schwab's Pharmacy is an ice cream store. And then Cafe La Bamba is a seasonal restaurant that I haven't seen open in forever. Mm. So if it's open one day, stop by. Let us know how the food is. Uh, but that that does it for all the lands. The only thing really left to talk about is the park-wide entertainment. Um, so we'll get started with the Cinematic Spectacular a hundred year nighttime fountain lagoon show that focuses on all of the universal movies throughout its hundred year history, breaking it up into comedy horror, uh, action. It's I I've seen the show. I know Dustin's seen the show. I,
3: I haven't. I've tried every time I go, it seems like it starts raining or something happens, but it, I added it to my new year's resolution universal list before the show got started. So like,
0: it's one of those things I definitely want to see. I mean, it's Morgan Freeman. Come on, it's it's no Disney nighttime show to say the least. Um, yeah, it's no illumination. It's,
3: yeah.
0: it's not. It's not. But they didn't have anything before this, right? So they, it's a nice they did. Try, right? They oh, had another just, just nighttime show before it, and then they used to do a, a like Miami Vice style stunt show way back when. <laughs> oh, but goodness. you know, it's it's something to have at night that yeah. can also be modified to different uh, different themes so like when one direction was here they had a one direction version so you know it's better than nothing
1: it's moderately nostalgic you know if nothing else so
0: i love all the universal movies i agree yeah and then they have the universal superstar parade the uh, daily parade that sometimes the floats and characters will pop out throughout the day in hollywood but uh, it features such classic characters as spongebob SquarePants, uh the bunnies from hop uh (laughs) Despicable Me characters, and then Dora and Diego, the two explorers. I hate this parade. I was going <laughs> to say, like, Waiting
1: for what is
3: I don't know if i call it a parade, about? either. Like, I mean, I guess it's parades, floats, it's it comes out. It's just weird. It comes out, does <laughs> a dance, a and then leaves, well, so it's not like Disney parade, where I think like, they, loop, do right? they do a full parade They do a loop?
0: Okay. They do a full loop at Five o'clock ish, but they do come out in the middle of the day, one float at a time, and they'll do a little. See, I like fun. when they do that. I like when the
3: one float comes out, and like I got to see like the minions out with Gru and uh, I would Vector say and stuff. Half of
1: this parade
2: just seems random. Dora the, the Hop Explorer. Stuff. Yeah,
3: Dora the Explorer. Hop
2: is that a thing? Hop is a thing, but. It wasn't wildly popular. It was so a failed Easter I movie. Don't understand why he's a part of the parade? Yeah,
1: that's what I'm.
3: It's why not kid, dress somebody up like stuff.
2: Lucy and make a Lucy float? That would be worth looking at.
0: That would be that an that awesome could be
3: parade. an anniversary thing, maybe for a
0: 25th anniversary. <laughs> yeah, if they ever did a parade, it would be great to use actual classic characters yeah. like that. And it, I know in Hollywood, they they have a giant area where they just parade out all of their characters, put them in one spot. When they all drive out in their cars, separate vehicles, and that's kind of like their mini parade and meet and greet meet and greet opportunity. That's cool. Yeah. It would be awesome if they did something like that here, but uh, because there are a lot of cool characters that come out, but that is the two actual entertainments that you can find at some point in the park. Uh, and then just wanted to briefly mention the actual seasonal events that happen in Universal Studios Florida. Because at some point in time, you're going to see them. Uh, biggest one is Halloween Horror Nights, the hard-ticket event that happens every year.
1: This is the event in the Halloween season that I look forward to the most. Absolutely. Good it's the best you. thing about Universal. It, did it, it is, last year absolutely. for the first time. Yeah. And um, last year, I took the RIP tour. Um, it's it's an extra amount in cost, but it gets you through all of the houses, as well as some other extra little things. You get to the Bill and Ted show as well. Worth Every penny. If you're wanting to experience this event in its fullest, that's what oh, that's you need cool. to do. I
0: I'm going to have to do that this year. 100%. Yeah. So it happens every September and October. The park will close early on those nights that it happens. Mostly weekends, but it goes into the weekday as you get closer to Halloween, just like anything would. Uh, then once you get to late November, early December, you have the Macy's Holiday Parade. And that is the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade balloons. The less popular and easy to transport balloons that aren't expensive. They come to universal and they put on a really fun, cute parade and that all ends on some nights with a Mannheim steamroller concert only on the weekends. So, and for hop. some reason hop is there and yeah, hop is just Wait, bouncing. Is really up. No. I, was, oh, okay. I was like,
3: he's in the wrong holiday. Yeah.
0: The the next, event, is there. the next event that happens is a celebration of Harry Potter coming back for its second year this time so we'll be there next week is the scary realization you guys still won't but yeah. the rest of us who can be will be there uh, followed by Mardi Gras coming up go get your uh, your parade fun with a actually authentic type parade <laughs> with a somewhat authentic type I said type um
2: you will see. along with authentic
0: type food and but the bands that they bring in from New Orleans directly, those, those are, are yeah. authentic, and oh, cool. they're, they're awesome to just sit there and listen There's to. There's Ideco
2: bands.
3: I didn't yep. know that. That's really mm-hmm. cool.
0: That's the word. Couldn't think of what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's going on for the, the next couple months. We'll, of course, be covering that, too. Stuff we won't be covering. Uh, in late year, it happens uh, UCF night. Which is a night specifically only for UCF students. Yeah, we can't, but come. it can really affect I'll be you. There.
2: Can I use my old student ID to get in? <laughs> you
0: can't. But on those days, they do close the parks at like three, or four o'clock, oh. and people get unruly because you know their day was just cut off. So keep that in mind for planning. It's always in May.
2: Always check the schedule, people. Don't that's, just plan your vacation willy-nilly.
0: That's good advice. They also have Grad Bash and Grad Venture, which are the high school and. Uh, middle school school. versions of it so we'll never go but (laughs) but it happens so plan accordingly please and then something that might not come back this year it was canceled last year probably because of Diagon Alley opening up but the summer concert series they used to get acts on the same kind of level (laughs) as uh Mardi Gras
1: Gras, they're usually a good lineup
0: It, it was always a really good lineup but because Diagon Alley was opening up last year, they extended Mardi Gras to kind of keep people coming in. So they canceled the summer concert series. You don't know yet if they're going to bring it back or not, but if they don't, then we'll just wipe this from history and never have to ignore We'll just ignore it. Um, and then finally, the last event rock the universe, the True night Christian music concert series that, if you're into that type of thing, you'll go. It's a hard ticket event. If you're not,
2: they are really popular.
0: Yeah, they're very popular. Youth groups come around from all around the uh, country all around. just to see it all around the country. A oh, wed woes. Um, that's literally Universal Studios Florida in its most basic sense. So, yeah. cool. Anyone have anything really else to say about it?
4: No, I think we covered all our bases. Yeah. I'll yeah.
0: say not until we go more in depth into stuff. Yeah, it's a great park. I hope for everyone who hasn't been there yet, this made you want to go and actually experience a little bit more of it. And for those of you who listened to this and watched and didn't like it, well, sorry, it's <laughs> it's there and it's there to stay, and it's only getting better. But thank you all for contributing on this episode, and uh, I can't wait to see what else we do in the future but that's going to do it for this actual episode of the dis unplugged universal edition and we'll be back next week with uh the buzz and whatever else we do on that show so until then uh, we will see you later